Welcome to the KidZone Check It Out podcast. This month, we're reviewing some of our favorite Women's History Month books written for children. Hello, it's Erin at the Orem Public Library. Today, I wanted to tell you about a book I came across while browsing our nonfiction books about animals. It's called She Heard the Birds, the story of Florence Merriam Bailey, pioneering nature activist, and was written and illustrated by Andrea Dacchino. This book starts with telling about Florence's life as a young girl and how she learned that she wanted to be an ornithologist, a scientist who studies birds. Florence was also a nature activist, someone who cares about how human actions affect the world around us and suggest changes that we can make to protect our planet. Florence helped the people around her to understand that instead of only studying birds that weren't alive anymore, they could use binoculars to study living birds, and that common birds were just as important to learn about as the rare ones. She also helped save birds from being used as accessories and clothing. All of her work to protect birds has changed the way that we observe and understand them today. She Heard the Birds is a picture book with vibrant collage-like illustrations and lyrical wording that can be read to children from kindergarten through third grade. The author deals with the somewhat sensitive subject matter in a gentle, age-appropriate way. She also includes a longer summary of Florence's life in the back of the book, as well as information and resources for learning more about birds. This is an excellent book to read as we celebrate Women's History Month and is also perfect for the beginning of springtime, when we start to see and hear our little feathered friends singing in the treetops again. For help finding this book or other books on birds, influential women, or any other subject you're interested in, come talk to us at the Children's Reference Desks. Hello, reader friends. It's Miss Molly at Orem Library. I found a book recently that I sped through reading so fast. Normally, I read more on the slower side, but I sat down and finished this one in just a couple hours. It's called Lily and the Great Quake by Vita Bybee, and it's part of a newer series called Girls Survive. This series is found in the junior fiction section at Orem Library. This series is great for fans of I Survived because like in the I Survived books, it tells stories of kids through disasters and intense moments in history. All of the main characters are girls and Girls Survive though, which makes it great to highlight during Women's History Month. Another thing I really like about this series is that each book is written by a different author who collaborates towards the series. And I think this is cool because we get lots of voices and authors of different backgrounds contributing. This particular book, Lily and the Great Quake, is extra special to me because when I started reading it, I checked who the author was and I said to myself, wait a second, I know who that is. This is written by an author who would come and write at our library. How cool is that? I still remember which desk she wrote at. I thought it was so cool when I realized that. In her book, Lily and the Great Quake, starts off with Lily, a 12-year-old girl, enjoying her birthday with her family. They live in San Francisco's Chinatown in the year 1906. Lily is delighted when she receives a copy of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz as a present, which she loved when her teacher read it aloud to their class. 
Everyone in the family goes to bed happy after enjoying the small party together. A couple hours later though, Lily and her brother wake up to the room shaking violently. It's an earthquake. They hide under the table as the room crumbles around them. They're trapped under the table for several hours before their family can get them out. But after they've escaped the rubble, the family is faced with an even bigger problem. There are fires all around the city as a result of the earthquake. They will have to find their way to safety outside of the city. But Lily's family becomes separated, and Lily has to journey on with her brother and some neighbors from their street. Every step seems to bring more dangers and plunge Lily into scary situations she could have never anticipated that force her to be brave in all new ways. I thought this book was so compelling I couldn't stop reading it. I didn't know much about the San Francisco earthquake in general, let alone how it affected Chinatown. The author mentions in the notes at the end that she was inspired by the account of a real-life girl, Lily Sung. So even though the book is fiction, some of Lily Sung's experiences are mirrored in certain details and events. Like how the night before the earthquake, all the cats in the alley outside were screeching and running around aimlessly, like they had a sense of the coming danger. I really enjoyed this book, and I think readers will zoom right through it too. Other books in this series take place during the events of the Titanic, Pearl Harbor, the 1918 flu, Galveston hurricane, and many other snapshots of history. For other great junior fiction titles for Women's History Month, you could also look into the Girls of Many Lands books, which are historical fiction about girls in various countries. Or I also really enjoyed the junior fiction books of Gillian Anderson Coates too, like The Many Reflections of Miss Jane Deming or her recent book that released in 2021 called The Night Ride. We hope you have a great time reading this month and we hope to see you soon at the library. Hello everyone, this is Miss Rachel. I want to tell you about a wonderful book I found in our collection at the Orem Library that is perfect for Women's History Month. It is called She Persisted, 13 American Women Who Changed the World. It is written by Chelsea Clinton and illustrated by Alexandra Boyger. Even though this book is found in our nonfiction section, it reads like a picture book and is great for early elementary aged girls. For each of the 13 women in the book, the author gives a very short explanation of the woman's dream, obstacles that stood in her way, and how she persisted to achieve her dream. Each of these women had different dreams and different obstacles, but each of them worked hard and were determined to succeed. The wide variety of achievements help kids, especially girls, understand that they can do difficult things if they work hard and don't give up, even if other people don't think they can. The author also includes encouraging quotes from each of the 13 women. One reason I love this book is because it mentions how many of the women it discusses don't just achieve their dreams, but also how they went on to help other women achieve theirs. It is a great reminder of the importance 
of assisting and encouraging others. Because of this, the book can provide a natural springboard for discussing and encouraging kids' dreams, as well as discussing how they can accomplish them, even when it's hard. So come to the library and check out this book. See you soon. Hello, beautiful readers. It's Melissa at the Orem Public Library. Today I'm going to talk about the book Fall Down Seven Times, Stand Up Eight, Patsy Takamoto Mink and the Fight for Title IX. This book is written by Jen Bryant and is illustrated by Toshiki Nakamura. This book is great for all ages. Using the Japanese proverb, fall down seven times and stand up eight, as her guide, Patsy Takamoto Mink pushed back against racial and gender discrimination her whole life. Patsy was a Japanese-American woman from Hawaii. She loved school and always tried her best. She was not allowed to go to medical school, so she decided to become a lawyer to fight the laws that made it impossible for her to be a doctor. Patsy Takamoto Mink was the first woman of color elected to Congress. It was there she helped write the bill that required schools to treat women and men equally. It was called Title IX, and it changed education for all young women in the United States. This book is a great introduction to Patsy Takamoto Mink's life and the fight for equality in education. The tone is upbeat and inspiring. The illustrations really help paint a picture of Patsy Takamoto Mink's life and allow the book to read like a picture book. This book can be found in the junior nonfiction section. I hope you learn as much from it as I did. Happy reading. Miss Rita at the Orem Library. I'm reviewing a great picture book this month that shows that even women can run for president. It's titled Grace for President, written and illustrated by Kelly DiPuccio and Leun Pham. Grace's teacher puts up a poster featuring all the United States presidents. Where are the girls? Grace asks. The teacher informs Grace that there has never been a woman president. Guess who decides to be president one day? You're right. Grace wants to be the president. That should be easy. The teacher decides to hold a mock election with another class. Now there are two presidential candidates, Grace and Thomas. It's not so easy to be president now. Each student gets to be a state representative, and they each get electoral votes. They each come up with a campaign slogan, promises, posters, buttons, polls, magazines, recess campaign speeches, rallies, and volunteering. Then the voting starts. The electoral votes get close. Well, well, if you want to find out who the winner is, which is based on Wyoming's vote, check out the book now at your local library. What a great way to find out more about the Electoral College and how we elect our presidents. This picture book is perfect for ages six through nine. Check it out at the Orem Library and come in to see our very cool Women's History Month display and books. See you soon.
Hello, hello! It's Tony from the library. Happy Women's History Month! I want to share a special book with you called Champions of Change, 25 Women Who Made History. This book was written by Naomi Watkins and Katherine Kitterman, and the illustrations are by Brooke Smart. Champions of Change is a non-fiction book about 25 heroic women from the American West, many of them from right here in Utah. Each woman is honored in a beautiful illustration and a short biography. You will read about women who fought for Native American rights, women who built schools, women who wrote songs, women who helped immigrants, and so much more. One of my favorite stories from Champions of Change is that of Dr. Martha Hughes Cannon, who was one of the first female doctors in Utah, and also the first woman elected to a state senate. The best part is, when she ran for office, her husband was her opponent, and she defeated him. So many of these stories are inspirational, but not well known. I highly recommend Champions of Change for both boys and girls ages 7 and older. You can find it in our Junior Nonfiction section. Hi, this is Miss Mary at the library. This month, I read a graphic novel called Astronauts, Women on the Final Frontier by Jem Ottaviani and Maris Wicks. This story is told by Mary Cleave, a female astronaut who went into space in the 1980s. She begins the story by telling us about America's Women in Space program all the way back in the 1960s. After going through some crazy tests, 13 women in this program were chosen and were known as the Mercury 13. Although these women were very qualified, NASA refused to put them into space. Mary then tells us that the Soviets beat America in sending the first woman into space in 1963. Her name was Valentina Tereshkova. It wasn't until 20 years later, in 1983, that the United States sent the first American woman to space. Her name was Sally Ride, and you might have heard of her. Mary Cleave was working for NASA during Sally's mission, and when Mary spoke to Sally on the radio, it was the first time a woman had talked to another woman in space. Mary didn't even realize she was making history when it happened. The rest of the story focuses on Mary herself, from her journey to working for NASA to eventually going to space twice. I love following Mary's personal experience in space. From the intense sensation and pressure she felt when blasting out of the atmosphere to the tricky experience of going to the bathroom in space, where liquids can't pour because there is no gravity. The legacy of women in space and engineering, working both on the Earth and in space, is inspiring and fascinating. There are many women who have contributed to space exploration, including Katherine Johnson, Anna L. Fisher, Michelle Nichols, and many more. This graphic novel can be a little technical and text-heavy at times, but the fun illustrations help bring the science alive. I would recommend this book to older readers, ages 10 to 12, with an interest in science and space exploration. Read-alikes include Noisemakers, 25 Women Who Raised Their Voices and Changed History, and Almost Astronauts, 13 Women Who Dared to Dream by Tanya Stone. See you at the library! Thanks for joining us. 
Check out our favorite titles at your local library. See you next month for more reviews.